Hello and welcome to episode 172 of Navigating the Modern World. Hi y'all, it's been a minute. I'm so grateful to feel inspired to make a podcast. Um, People who have been following me a long time, one, just gratitude. So much gratitude for you and also know that I've really try to podcast when I'm feeling inspired and when something authentically is coming up instead of just trying to fabricate content. Um, and today's podcast is about one about giving And two, it's about the idea of minding your own business. Um, Technically, this could probably be two podcasts, but let's be honest, I'm going to just wind them into into one. (laughs) Um, You guys will get a rambly version, which will be fun. Um, So... Let's just start with giving since it is the time of year for gratitude and also Thanksgiving came up, which is, you know, known to be the holiday where we give thanks. And on a side note, I was talking to the man that I'm dating about, that's right, I'm dating a man. (laughs) Um, for all those paying attention to my life, uh, hence maybe why I disappear a little bit. Um, anyway, I was talking to him about, you know, should we like cancel history? There are things that I would say, no matter where you're from, no matter what part of the world, no matter what culture, no matter what, um, you know, religion, no matter what, no matter where you come from, there are cringy or embarrassing or just, you know, awful things that have happened in history. And this idea of canceling history is an inter- it's an interesting thought and idea. And I have heard it a lot with Thanksgiving. And, um, I just want to say, I'm not sure. I, you know, I kind of believe that we should, I feel like canceling anything in some way actually is worse because it still does not face the actual crimes and justices. It doesn't really face or, you know, it doesn't really... It's kind of like if we cancel it, then we're like hiding it. We're just like, you know, saying no more. We don't want any evidence of this thing that occurred. And I'm kind of like, I don't know. Maybe the evidence could serve as a reminder. A reminder of what not to do. A reminder of the pain that people have gone through. A reminder of the suffering that occurs in the world. Anyways, those are my few thoughts. Um, anyway, with the idea of giving something that if you have 
listened to this podcast a lot, I have talked about giving probably multiple, multiple times. I think it's a really important part of this life. I think mostly it's an important part of this life because we all have greed within us. And greed, I think, shows up differently for different people. Greed, I would define as the holding on to of anything. And when we are greedy, sometimes we are holding on to information. Or sometimes we're holding on to money. Or sometimes we're holding on to a relationship. Or sometimes we're holding on to, you know, kind of like holding on to and hoarding food. You know, whatever it might be. And greed comes in all flavors and shapes and sizes. And and I believe deeply that we all have greed within us. It's a part of being human. It's a part of this human experience. And for me, my greed is really like stinginess with money. Stinginess also with like food. Um, I believe that we are probably taught our greed through childhood experiences and my greed resembles I would say very closely to my familial greed so the greed that exists also in my family history and there's this like idea of hoarding money or you know you can't like for me I'm always like thinking about the ways that I give and I'm like well I give with my time and my energy So I give with this physical body, you know, it's like I, I can give of my time and energy and I don't struggle to give in that way. But the second I give, let's say, you know, giving a dollar or $5 to a person experiencing homelessness, that also doesn't bother me, maybe because I have a homeless brother, but it's more like giving bigger, you know, bigger amounts of money And also just wanting equality in money, especially in close relationships, just paying attention and making sure everything's equal and, um, and, you know, if we were to go psychological on this, maybe it'd be like, Ooh, where did that come from? But I'm not really worried about that right now. I am more interested in talking about the giving that makes me uncomfortable in the practice of it as a way of giving up greed and as a way of giving up this idea that I can hold on to anything in this life as an idea of facing our impermanence and facing the reality that one day we're going to have to give it all away. So practicing the giving, practicing the harder givings, you know, while we're alive as a way to maybe cultivate a loving heart, cultivate, like, I do want to be a giving person. So in order to cultivate that, the practice for me becomes practice giving in the way that makes me the most uncomfortable. And so I've been, I've been thinking about this a lot because so today I went on a mission to find a friend of mine, a birthday gift. And as I was searching for the birthday gift, I was kind of like, you know, 
just looking around, trying to figure it out. And this person is, I wouldn't say the closest person to me, but she has been one of the key people that has supported my career and who has pushed, pushed my career forward. And so for me, I do feel a sense of deep, deep gratitude for this person. And in fact, I have wanted to buy her things before, but have not. I haven't known how. I haven't known what to get her. Um, she is a person that I would say, you know, she has a lot of the things that she needs at her fingertips. It's like, you know, she there's nothing there's like not a basic need. So I have had a hard time trying to figure out what to give her. And so today I was shopping and trying to figure some stuff out. And I came across it's like I automatically saw this thing. And I looked at it and I looked at the price and it was a little bit pricey. And I noticed my first inclination was like, ah, just get her flowers. You know, it was like my first inclination was to just, you know, shy away from the expensive thing and go get something else that I know she will also like, but that is less, you know, expensive. And, you know, just this interesting thing that begins to happen. It's this greediness. It's this, and it's like the thing I saw, I feel like would be a very special gift. It's like a, it's kind of a rare gift. It's like, she's not going to be, you know, there's not, there's not like, it's not going to die in a week. Um, it's kind of, it would be very special. It'd be like every time she had it or used it, it would be a reminder of our relationship and all of the years that we've kind of spent walking side by side in this earth. And so I noticed this tendency and I kind of breathed with it. And I'm like in the store, you know, so I'm like breathing and I just realized that the way that I will work through this form of greed and the way that I will learn to really let go in a deeper way is to just trust the gut, trust the instinct, trust this is the thing that you should get her and just trust it. Don't question it. Also trust in this kind of universal energy of give and take, give and take, give and take, and trusting that as we give, we also get back, which I do believe in. And I think often we want to give and then get back in the same way. You know, there's this like interesting tendency to be like, okay, well, I'm not going to give unless I'm going to get it back in the same way. And I think, I think often when we give, we have to be willing to receive back different things and maybe things we didn't even know we needed or things we didn't even know we wanted, but really living in just living in the world. I feel like when we're hoarding anything, whether it's time, money, relationships, whatever it is, feelings, you know, whenever we're holding back and hoarding anything in this life, we actually are like stopping energy flow. We're stopping the kind of natural energy flow that exists in the world, which is this like 
I give and then the world gives back to me. And when we stop it because of fear, I mean, I think we hold on to things because of fear. We we don't want to share our feelings because of fear. We don't want to share our money because of fear. What if I don't have enough, right? It's this fear of insufficiency. It's this fear of there's not enough, which also exists in my psyche around my being too. Like I sometimes don't feel like enough, right? It's very interesting to begin to investigate your greed and your own version because it usually, you know, it's not just of the physical world. It's also in our bodies in a lot of ways if we begin to like pay attention and look a little bit closer. So anyways, I just decided I was like, okay, just do it. Just do it stop questioning because also I have a propensity to um you know overthink do cyclical thinking like oh but if I you know just like this not super rational but very much a ruminating you know mind state where I'm trying to figure it out in my mind what's best and so anyway so I just bought it And after I bought it, you know, the thoughts don't stop. This is the interesting thing about the mind is that I'm not sure that the mind is ever going to like, like the automatic response. I'm not sure is, and, and until we begin to cultivate it by practicing other things, you know, and then those other things become stronger but I'm not sure that the mind is going to be like, oh yeah, just spend all your money. You know what I mean? Like, or just buy the thing, just do the thing. Like that's not going to be the first initial thought until it's practiced. And I actually want to practice more and more of this. So I'm mostly saying this out loud because every time I say something out loud, I really try to hold myself to account of, being a certain way in the world it matters to me I don't know why it matters to me maybe because I don't want to hold on so tightly I want to let go a little bit more each day even each moment trusting in this life instead of trying to control this life so much anyway so I bought the thing and my brain kept going and and then it's like well maybe you should keep it (laughs) You know, maybe you should just keep it. You like it too. Just keep it. And I'm like, oh my word. Brain, come on. Like, what are you going to do with it? Like, you know, it's like the brain is such an interesting beast. I've been noticing, I've been, I, as I've been meditating, I've been really just trying to pay attention to my thoughts and just trying to like let them you know, let them inform me about humanity, about the human experience. And like, our brains are just wild. They're wild beasts. I don't even know. It's like, they're literally just cycling random things all the time. Like rehashing past experiences. I mean, you know, just one thing after another. And I noticed that the more that I pay attention to my mind, the more that I like want to have anxiety because I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a lot happening up there. (laughs) And I think that I think that it can be overwhelming to recognize what the human brain just does on its own. Anyway, the gift is wrapped and it is going to be given tonight 
at this person's birthday dinner and it's going to be really nice and I'm excited about it. But I wanted to share my experience because it's not comfortable. Like, I think a lot of times people are like, oh, giving feels so good. But I think it's also uncomfortable when we push ourselves out of our natural giving tendencies. And I think it's important. You know, um, if we're talking about relationships, we have like a natural way that we give and a natural way that we receive. If you've ever read the five love languages, you know, they talk about this. It's like we naturally maybe give um, touch and talk. Those are mine. And I naturally receive touch and talk as well. And it's also really good because every human is different. Like my mother, for instance, my mother is, she likes gifts. And I, for a long time, have fought giving her gifts because that's not my love language. But part of being in relationship with people is, one, learning, like, you know, receiving the way you receive and telling people how you receive and then asking people how they receive and then practicing giving people in the way that they receive, especially if they're important to you. And then another thing that we can practice is, you know, we can learn to receive the way people give, even if it's not the way that we naturally receive. We can see, oh, this is this person's natural tendency to give. Like my mom loves giving gifts as well. And a lot of times when she gives me gifts, I'm like, oh, I feel like frustrated. I don't know what to do with it, you know. Mostly, it's not because I don't appreciate it. It's just not my natural tendency. It's not the way that I feel best receiving. But as I practice just realizing, okay, this is important to her. And when she can give, it feels good to her. And so I can receive that. I can practice receiving that. And it does. It takes practice. Because it doesn't come supernaturally to me. And so... As we live in the world, I just, you know, I want to just suggest that notice the areas of your giving that feel really uncomfortable. When you have a thought that you want to give to somebody in a specific way, and then all the ways that you tell yourself not to do it. And see if you can just set those thoughts aside. You know, every once in a while, you don't have to do it all the time. But every once in a while, and then do the thing. Do the giving thing that your your heart is telling you to do that you then, you know, squash with all of the reasons why you shouldn't do it. Um, okay, now let's talk about mind your own business. Mind your own business. Um, I, I love the thought of minding our own business. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot. Man, the longer that I'm like alive and in the world, something that I just notice is how people like have so many opinions. And me too. Me too. But I actually, I I feel like maybe this is like one of my superpowers. I don't have that many opinions. Like I, or that opinions that I hold on to really, really tightly. I of course have opinions. Everyone has opinions. Um, but I feel pretty open to other people and I feel pretty open to how other people want to live their life even if I don't necessarily agree with it you know my the way that I view people in life is like we all act the way we act for a reason and 
I want to understand the way you act. I don't necessarily want to judge the way you act. I also want to understand why you have done the things you've done instead of judge the things that you've done. And then same with myself. I want to get better and better at, you know, not just judging myself, but being curious about, hmm, that was interesting. I wonder why you did that. I wonder why you chose that. Um, and what I noticed, though, is that we just, as we, especially as we become just more polarized in the world, that people are just getting more and more and more opinions. And their opinions usually are about other people or about how the system works or whatever it might be. And now I'm going to preface this conversation that this is... This is what I have found that has been most helpful for me. So anything in this podcast, I hope that you are chewing it up, swallowing it, letting it digest for yourself, practicing it for yourself, and then deciding for yourself because I ain't you. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm just me sharing my experience. But one thing that... I feel pretty convicted about for myself is this kind of this kind of approach to life of minding my own business and I think it really comes from I don't know an understanding as I get older that I just don't know much it's kind of funny it's like the second that I feel like I know something it usually is like exploded into oblivion You know, it's like the second I feel like a relationship's going to work, it explodes, it explodes and ends. Or um, the second I feel like I know something at work, it's like something happens. It's just like, you know, it's like it comes from this maybe. And I do think we can know things, but I also think we need to hold our knowing pretty lightly because new information is going to come in and. I think part of being adaptable in this life is being able to understand that things are always changing and that new information is always right, you know, behind the next door. And when we're really closed off, we miss, we miss our growth. We miss learning about another human being. We miss just learning about life. We miss like an openness that and a curiosity that can exist because we're just like so closed off. And I've been really working with this idea of minding my own business for a while because I, I don't know, I, you know, everyone is, every human is so interesting and they all have so many different life experiences. You know, I've never walked I've never walked even a foot in other people's shoes. I can try. And I think there's value in that. But I still have never walked in that person's shoes. I still never grew up with their parents. I never grew up with the trauma that they experienced. I never, you know, I just, I have, I've never lived in the houses they've lived in. It's like, I literally have not experienced anything they've experienced. So... And I will also say that we as humans, I think, are obsessed. We are obsessed. Oh my gosh, turn on the news. Oh my gosh, we are obsessed about 
watching other people and then just talking about other people at work. I have like a no gossip tolerance, you know, to like just no gossip. I just have zero tolerance for gossip. If you have an issue, go to the person. If you have an issue, come to me, you know, um, there's just, we are just obsessed with like gossip and drama and, and I'm just like exhausted hearing about it. It's like partially why I can't be on social media. It's, you know, it's partially like why I don't really like watching the news. It's just like, it's also like why I think I have a hard time talking to people. I think a lot of times people bond over drama and I'm just kind of like, ah, I don't care, you know, like I'd rather be silent than talk about this. So I think part of it, part of this conversation stems from like all of that, but it has been super helpful for me because whenever I don't obsess about others and I just give myself permission to turn the spotlight toward myself you know I think in life if life is just a movie reel playing out it's like the spotlight we can move the spotlight the spotlight swivels it's kind of like the mind we can we can move where the attention where the mind's attention is we can I, I do it all the time. It's possible. And in fact, I think it's one of the more powerful things that we can do as humans is recognize that we do have the option to relocate our, you know, attention, relocate what we're thinking about and train ourselves to, you know, I, I say keep the, you know, keep the light inward, keep the attention inward. So if I notice that I'm like thinking about another person a lot, especially if I'm thinking about them negatively, one, I might try to practice metta or loving kindness, just like, maybe free, maybe happy, you know, peace, you know, practicing metta, whispering metta to both myself and the person. The Buddha always says, if you're doing something and it feels harmful, do the opposite. So hatred, the opposite is love, loving kindness, metta. So I'll maybe practice that. But then right after that, I turn the spotlight onto my own heart and I say, hey, what's really going on in here? Because in here I can, you know, there's, I can do something about it. I can practice, you know, inquiry. I can practice curiosity. I can practice being kind to myself. I can practice nurturing the parts of me that feel pain. I can say like, Hey babe, Hey, I know you're in pain. I'm right here and I'm not going anywhere. What's going on? You know, I can begin to turn the spotlight and have this really caring conversation with myself. And then you know what, you know what always ends up happening is I don't even I stop caring about the other person as much. You know, it's like not caring like as far as like heart caring, but like I'm not like obsessing about what that person did or how that person treated me or, you know, all the ways that it manifests. 
and I want to say like, I think obsessing about other people is normal. It's like, it's actually easier to just obsess about the other person and think about the other person and hold grudges against the other person instead of actually looking at what, where is the pain in you and what's actually going on in you. And I think that like, why that's a natural tendency, maybe just evolutionarily, you know, to look out for our protection, we look outward. But now that we're not as, you know, we're not really in a time where we need to like be watching our backs every second, we can, in some way, mind our own business more. And maybe this is a, an evolutionary shift that is happening on the planet as we speak where it's like, Hey, we don't need to, we don't need to obsess or think about that. We just need to like really focus on our actions and how we are being in the world and hope that doing that might have some outward benefit, which I believe it will. I believe that how we treat ourselves and how we deal with the pain that arises within ourselves directly affects the world because if we're being kind to ourselves then we usually go out into the world and are more kind to others or are more understanding to others and I want to say there's there's a difference in holding someone accountable for something and obsessing about them and talking negative about them you know when when we're holding somebody accountable for something it usually you know doesn't it's like usually it can be very specific it's not vague so you know, like at work, if somebody doesn't show up to work, I can hold them accountable versus being like pissed at them because they're unreliable or something. It's like, no, 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 you didn't show up to work. The policy is you have to come to work. If you're on the schedule, you have to come to work, right? Or relationships. It's like, I'm holding you accountable to that. You said that you wouldn't cheat on me. That was, you know, that was an agreement and you cheated on me. So I'm holding you accountable. It's not like you're a terrible person. You never deserve happiness. You know, that's all, that's all opinion that gets layered on top of what actually happened that needs to be held account for, you know what I mean? So I'm not talking about the emotions on top. I'm talking about just the things, you know, that, that we sometimes have to hold people accountable for. And, and if they don't want to be held accountable, then, you know, they move on, which is fine. Also, that's their choice. And so but what I am, what I am talking about, though, is like, just not getting caught in other people's drama. And it is hard because I mean, if you see, I mean, gosh, I feel like reality TV, like it's like everything is telling you to get wrapped up in other people's drama and and literally avoid yourself. It's like avoid yourself and get wrapped up in everyone else's drama. I um what what has me thinking about all of this is I was having a debate with my girlfriend the other day just about like the promotion of women or men. It's mostly women though. Women who are bigger. And how that has become like a big part of the world. It's like, you know, really highlighting and accepting humans bodies just as they are and I I totally agree with that I think it's good and there is this debate that I think happens that I think about too which is 
is it healthy to be, you know, big? Like, is that, are they going to shorten their life by being big? Are they, you know, there's like this like health aspect to it. And I was like thinking about it. And then I was, I was just like, I, if anybody's watched the new Lizzo documentary, I actually thought it was really good. Um, it's on Netflix, but I was just thinking like, who cares if, if somebody wants to live their life a certain way and it feels good to them and it feels accepting for them and it feels, you know, it's like what they want good for them. Like, I love it. Go you. Like, I want to live my life how I want to. And I don't want people to judge me on how I want to live my life or how I want my body to look. And so there's this way in which it's like, mind your own business, focus on yourself, you know, um, and it's hard sometimes because like the world is rapidly changing and it can be hard to accept the changes. Like there is a lot of change happening in the world and pretty quick and it can be hard to accept it all. It can be really hard. It's like change is hard and learning new ways is hard. But ultimately, if it doesn't affect you, who cares? I have said this quote before on here and I'm going to say it again just because it's so good, but it's like, if the person isn't giving you orgasms, if they're not cooking your food, if they're not paying your bills, if they're not, you know, like, then who cares? Let them do whatever they want to do. And then you can do whatever you want to do. And keep the attention on yourself. Like mind your own business. And I say mind your own business, not from like a mind your own business, but like, actually, you'll be happier. You'll be happier if the attention stays on you and you can, you know, be curious about how to spend your time and you can be curious about yourself and the suffering that certain things cause in you. And, you know, for me, as the world changes, if I feel uncomfortable with how the world is changing, it's often just because I feel confused and I don't understand. And that's uncomfortable. And I think it's okay. Like, I'm not going to understand everything. And I don't think I need to. I don't think I need to. I don't think I need to like understand everything to just be like, okay, whatever. That's that part. That's that person's experience. Who cares? You know what I mean? Like it doesn't actually matter that much that we have to fight people that we have to, you know, say that people's experience isn't the correct experience. It's like, I don't know, like that's their experience and it's, it's okay. And if it works for them, great. If that experience allows them to be a kind, loving person in the world, great. That gets to be the experience. You know what I mean? So it's like, if they're not causing harm to you, or if it's not affecting your life, then I want to really suggest just trying on you don't have to, you don't have to, you know, buy in too much, but just try on minding your own business and turning your attention back to yourself and turning your attention back to your own life and ask yourself like am I living the exact life I want to live am I perfect am I you know completely absolved of you know wrongs or completely absolved of faults you know, and it's, if it's a no, then turn the attention on yourself and continue to work right here where you can work. We can work right here within ourselves. 
I've never known anybody that if I, you know, told them something about themselves, that it changed them. I don't think that's how people change. And I don't even know if people need to change. But I know that it's not an effective way to attempt, you know, attempt change. It's like, I think change happens in our own hearts. And as we change, then maybe the world around us changes. I don't know. Who knows? All right. That was 36 minutes of rambling. (laughs) I love it. I always love making podcasts. Um, If anything resonated with you, please, you can email me at Kimberly Elise Johnson at gmail.com. You can also just make a comment on the podcast, rate and review the podcast. Um, there's a bunch of different ways to do it. Um, thank you so much for your presence. And I hope even if you don't celebrate the holidays, great. That's perfect. If you do, I hope your holidays are great. And I just want everyone to know that wherever you are, whatever's happening, that I'm just holding the weight of the world and the joys of the world with you. I experience them all and I know that this can be a hard time of year for people and this can be a really joyous time of year for people. So wherever you fall in that spectrum, just know that I'm right here with you. You aren't alone. (sighs) Okay, y'all, until next time.